Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jeffrey was raised in a feminine way. Through his time in school, his teachers demonized masculine traits and rewarded feminine ones. And so Jeffrey and the majority of men of his generation struggle with masculinity. When he grows up, Jeffrey finds himself focused on love and relationships and on the girl that he has a crush on, whilst she's focused on her goals and her studies. He feels bad, he feels weak, but he doesn't really know what the issue is. Adonis. Adonis is the ultimate masculine man. That means that Adonis' mind is always on his mission, his purpose, and his work. Adonis thinks about his mission, women think about Adonis, and Jeffrey thinks about women. Figure out where you want to be in this equation. This video may be like the father that you never had. You've never been taught how to be a man. Your time in the education system conditioned you to be more of a pushover, weak and feminine, submissive, always waiting for the authority figure to tell you what to do. Perhaps you've never even had a father figure. Maybe he wasn't in the home or he was always in work. And most certainly, you have not been surrounded by a tribe of men who have put you through a rite of passage. Rites of passages were how boys became men and we do not have those these days. What does all of this lead to? A generation of soft, weak men we can't even call them men guys a weak man child who procrastinates from his work because he doesn't feel like doing his work or he doesn't feel like studying or he doesn't feel like going to the gym so he simply doesn't do those things he masturbates whilst wishing that he could just get girls but he's just struggling and he feels lonely you've always heard of this word purpose but you've never really been sure if you have it or not how do you find it this video will show you what you've clicked on is not another normal youtube video i'm not going to try and sell you some dollar shave club product or some like lumen fucking skincare product halfway through this video this is a full guide to masculinity a guide on becoming a man the kind of conversation that your father should have had with you for that reason this video deserves your full attention your attention span is fucked and that's amazing major reason of why you struggle in life. Don't keep scrolling to the comments. Don't check your phone. Don't click on other tabs and start looking at the suggested videos. If you really want this video to change your life, if you really want to become more masculine and get all of the rewards, 
so many rewards that come from this journey. You need to give this your full attention, your full focus. Your focus deteriorates heavily if you try and multitask. Listening to this video whilst doing some work, this video deserves your full attention because it will change your life. You already know what life's like already when you're not that masculine. You feel weak, you feel feminine, you feel like a pushover. You're always a little bit envious, even though you've never wanted to admit it. And it sounds cringe to say this. You've always been a little bit envious of those alpha male personality types. You see those guys, that guy, you know who I'm talking about. You have one particularly in your mind you see that guy attracting the girl that you want you see that guy doing well in his business and his studies and you wish you could become a little bit more like him driven focused on his goals disciplined and yet you spend most of your time with your feminine energy obsessing about girls who don't even think about you back and that's exactly what being more masculine and following this guide will get you you'll start focusing more on your work your mission and your goals and with that you will become the most successful of your entire life you'll make more money in your business or your career or you'll start getting higher grades in school because your masculine drive is finally being harnessed you'll feel accomplished because of all these good things that you're doing you will notice a significant increase in how much girls are attracted to you after you follow this guide and the interesting thing is that it will feel nice but you just won't care anywhere near as much as you thought you would and that's a powerful place to be that's abundance that's what we want it's time to begin this guide in your journey to becoming a man and we need to first find out how masculine you are right now i must tell you that this is an actionable video do not half ask this video there's going to be times when i'm going to ask you to pause the video and do something in real life to follow along if you really want this guide to help you follow along to every step that i say because if you don't if you have this bullshit little pussy excuse of like oh well you know I'll, I'll do it in a few minutes oh you know he's telling me to do something but i'm a little bit tired i can't find that thing or i can't do that thing just yet so you know i'll keep watching the rest of the video then maybe i'll come back no this video will only change your life if you follow along with me with every step possible so do this right now go get a piece of paper and a pen and if you don't have those things in your house, I will link a whiteboard service. You need something that you can draw on. So I will link like a whiteboard website that you can like draw, you know, on, on the screen, on your computer. But best case scenario, just go get a piece of paper and a pen. Pause this video up until you go get that. Right in front of you, right here, right now, should be a piece of paper and a pen or something that you can draw on. Or like some whiteboard online website that I will link in the description if you want to use that. Now draw a long rectangle bar. Write the letter F on the left side of this bar and then write the letter M on the right side of this bar. F stands for feminine. M stands for masculine. Now, in a second, I'm going to ask you to draw a line on where you think you are in this spectrum between feminine and masculine energy. But first, let me just explain what they are. The more you push over to the F, the feminine side, the more that you're obsessed with love. You'll be submissive, thinking about relationships or the girl that you're in love with. You'll fall in love really quickly. You'll feel quite anxious and almost neurotically like thinking and checking up on the person that you're currently in love with. And you'll have a desire to feel fulfilled. Now, the more we push onto the M side, the masculine side, the more that you'll be obsessed with work, goals, mission, purpose. You'll be thinking about your career or your studies, what tasks to do next. You'll literally be going about your day, whether you're having a shower, you've just woken up and you'll be thinking about work and studies. You'll be dominant and stoic and you'll have a desire to feel free. Now, first, what I want you to do is look at this bar on the left side is feminine on the right side is masculine. And of course, the more that you push out to the extreme ends means the more you are that thing. And the more that you come into the middle means that you're more of like a mix in between masculine and feminine energy. I want you first to draw like a little star on where you want to be in this spectrum. What is your goal energy? Draw a star there and then draw a line of where you think you are right now. It's very interesting. If you imagine the results of this little practice that we've just done with everyone who's watched this video on YouTube and all of the young men who have taken this practice. Imagine you could like fly up into the air and see every young man who has done this practice and you could see their pieces of paper. What do you think the results would be of this? You would see 
an entire generation of men wishing that they could be more masculine. Their star would be more on the masculine side than their line. It's very interesting, isn't it? It's almost a universal desire for guys to want to become men. This is a huge problem. But we're here today to fix that. First, let me tell you my story with my own masculine and feminine energy. Now, you can skip this section if you don't want to hear my story and you want to go straight to the practices and the education, you can do that. But I think it might be valuable to just sit through, hear my story. It'll probably be like a little bit enjoyable and relatable. And chances are, if you can relate to my story, you'll be able to take the advice that I give you later on far more than if you don't even know me or trust me. So if we rewind... 10 years. I'm 25 right now. Let's say when I'm 14, 15 years old, I now realize how feminine I was. I didn't at the time, you know, when you're 14 years old, it's not really something you're, you're sat there thinking, hmm, am I masculine or feminine? But I realized a lot of the issues that I had came down to me being so totally my feminine energy. One of the, the huge problems, which was quite chaotic in my household, was that I wasn't performing well in school. I couldn't focus and I barely even wanted to. Now, of course, you know, I wanted to get good grades and everything, but like, I didn't even want to do work. I wasn't waking up thinking, oh, let me study, let me get good grades. I was waking up and what do you think I was thinking about? I was waking up and the first thing that I would think about was the girl that I currently had a crush on. And of course, you know, you go through a bunch of crushes when you're young and stuff. So I'd be obsessing over this one girl. I'd wake up and think about her straight away. I'd be brushing my teeth, almost thinking about her or, you know, every now and then thinking about something else. Go to school and if I was in the same class as her, I'd just be like awkwardly just darting my eyes towards her, thinking about her instead of thinking about the lesson and what we're supposed to be studying right now. I was almost never in my masculine energy, which meant that I was never focused on work. And alongside that, being in your feminine, especially for a guy, it's, it's deeply unattractive. Here I am obsessing over with this girl who doesn't even know that I have a crush on her and I'm like anxiously just thinking about her checking her Facebook status this is when people actually use Facebook it's not attractive now a feminine woman's anxiousness you know she always thinks about the guy that she's into that's quite attractive as a guy if you imagine this as a man it feel kind of nice to think that the girl that you're into is thinking about you quite often that's kind of attractive but on the other way around it's not most women don't want to know that you're thinking about them all day it's unattractive to women and so of course when I'm in my feminine energy when I was younger and I'm like totally obsessed with this girl do you think i ever attracted the girl that i had a crush on and this happened crush after crush after crush and i remember this one particular girl in college and um i saw her recently actually and um she's a nice girl and everything but i had a crush on her like a major crush on maybe i'm 16 17 years old and you know i'm thinking about her doing the usual shit checking her facebook and everything and for months just trying to like level things up with her so i'd see her in class and we'd be sat next to each other and you know like she'd be focusing on the work we were supposed to be doing i'd be like just kind of like looking at her with my peripheral vi vision thinking about her daydreaming imagining scenarios of me and her together and everything and I'd go to sleep thinking about her it's just fucking cringe and then one day i check facebook and all i see is like her name is in a relationship with this guy some guy do you know it was actually that moment where something clicked for me and i thought okay clearly you know i've been doing this for years of like having a crush on a girl and never really speaking to them and re being really shy something clicked and i was like you know what this it's clearly not working it's never worked for my entire life this this sort of method that i have to try and attract the girl that i want which is you know to stay silent and silently observe them and just be fucking nervous around them and anxiously think about them and so i started taking other things more seriously instead of obsessing over girls i went through you know a bit of that sort of not hateful energy but the more of like yeah yeah you know fuck girls i don't even care about girls anyway i'm just gonna like focus on going to the gym and interestingly that's exactly what worked when i had other things to focus on like for example the gym making new friends partying i automatically started to attract more girls but things weren't better like straight away so as i'm getting older let's say i'm 18 19 20 21 years old and i'm having sex i'm getting into relationships pretty much most of the relationships that i got into 
we're quite depolarized. Now you're going to learn what the term depolarization, depolarized means, but I'll give you a very brief explanation. Depolarized just kind of means that we aren't on either end of the spectrum. And instead we're in this like gray androgynous zone in the middle. So what we'd like to be, or at least for me personally, maybe for you, I'd like to be way more on the masculine side and then meet a girl who's way more on the feminine side. But when you're way more near the middle, you bring some masculine traits and some feminine traits and she's way more near the middle. You're depolarized and I'll explain the very dire consequences of being in a relationship where you're both closer to the middle rather than the extreme ends. And trust me when I say, I would probably guess that about 90, 95, 99% of relationships, at least in my country, are depolarized. Chances are, if you're in a relationship right now, it's depolarized, even though, you know, it sounds hateful. Chances are the next relationship you get into will be depolarized. It will be with a woman who brings so much more masculine energy that she's closer to the middle and you bring so much more feminine energy that you're closer to the middle. We'll go over that a lot more. But one of the very interesting things I learned about this, which it's got a kind of upset you and make you feel a little bit insecure, is that people who are depolarized will never have an extremely feisty sex life. These will never be the couples who will, for example, argue and then just fall to the floor, just fucking straight away. These will never be the couples who will fuck for literally an hour, two hours straight, absolute dominance all across the room that the lampshade just fucking fallen off the lamp. Whilst you could argue, well, you know, this is where I am and it's authentic for me to be here. Chances are you probably want a life that's more on this side and you probably want a woman who's more on this side and so at least for me when i was 18 19 20 years old and getting into relationships i was just always near here i had some masculine traits you know i was going to the gym and eventually i started boxing and i was thinking about more of my you know my male friends and partying so i had like some kind of mission objective but i was bringing a lot of feminine traits i was also just obsessively thinking about girls really valuing love and the girls that i was with naturally because i was in university for this time were quite masculine they were quite like goal and study orientated now that can of course be a good thing but there's a variety variety of issues that stem from this kind of depolarized relationship but what's very interesting and this is fuck okay i'm gonna tell you something about me i've dated two girls who have brought a lot of masculine energy so you know depolarization is like okay where the man was supposed to be masculine but we're about here you know still got some you know masculine traits and stuff but we're here like we've got a lot of feminine traits as well and you know the woman she's supposed to be feminine but she's about here so you're here right i've been in two sort of not really relationships you know dating situations where it's been more like this where i've genuinely felt like she's actually more masculine than me she's actually thinking more about work and goals and everything than i am and i'm thinking more about her and i'm like the, the little bitch at home no you can see I'm, I'm not happy about this situation and again a lot of people can tell you oh but it's authentic no it's not bro the majority of men don't want to be in this situation. Let me tell you from my personal experience, the first girl that I was in this situation with who was more masculine than I was, she was very beautiful. I hooked up with her in university. Like I went on a night out then saw her and everything. She was so attractive that I had so much like social validation for being the guy that I was sleeping with. I literally, if I was with her in the club, guys would come, oh my God, bro, she's so fit and everything. It's a little bit disrespectful if a guy coming to say that, but even my friends as well will be messy. Oh my God, you know, she's so, she's so attractive and everything. And so I had that level of social validation. Okay, she, she was by then, the most attractive girl that I had been with. I'm just going to tell you the fucking truth, right? I struggled to get hard with her. Honestly, imagine being with the most attractive girl of your life by this point. So maybe I'm 20 years old and imagine not being able to get hard with her. And you know, at the time I thought, oh yeah, because you know, I just feel really shy and stuff because she's so attractive. And when I look back now, 
It's so weird that she was a very attractive girl, but after spending some time with her and you know the time I would spend with her, I wasn't attracted to her. How interesting is that she was the most attractive girl, like you know, out of 10, a 7.5 or an 8, which of course isn't extremely high at the time, but like when you're fucking 20 years old and you know what I mean, it's pretty nice. Imagine a girl who's like you're very attractive and you just aren't attracted to her. Why? Because our energy was just so fucking off. And so there were so many times where I'd be like, you know, getting ready to have sex with her. And my dick, bro, would be literally just fucking just pure soft. Like not even, you know, like it's soft, but it's got a bit of length right now. It's kind of like it was soft and it was just cold. Like that kind of like fucking size, bro. Imagine getting the most attractive girl of your life and your dick not even getting hard for her. And it wasn't because you were just a little bit, you know, insecure or shy and intimidated. It was more that you just weren't attracted to her. What's very interesting was that I was never like truly, you know, in a relationship with her we were never exclusive we were just kind of like somewhat going on dates but mostly just hooking up and so we were never exclusive and so i was sleeping with other girls and i specifically remember this that there was two other girls so i was sleeping with three girls like at the same time and there was two other girls that i would be sleeping with who i remember i would you know they would come up to my university flat my room and i remember that by the time they had walked into my room and we had maybe just you know just seen eye contact like, you know i'm standing up to go like say hello to her or you know start fucking before we had done anything sexual these two other girls you know at separate times you know i want i'm horny i'm texting one girl and then she comes up on friday Saturday, you know what i mean like i sound like a, oh, oh he's, a, he's a fuck boy and stuff but, like if you've watched my videos you know like my life is very different now compared to how it was two other girls would come up and quite literally bro just upon making eye contact with them and also you know the psychological belief of oh yeah they're coming up to have sex my dick would be rock hard and with girls who like weren't as attractive they were still you know pretty attractive but just not to that same level as the other girls so how interesting is that that with the most attractive girl of my life by then i didn't really feel a level of attraction to her whereas with other girls i was so attracted to them where like there was such a night and day difference between my like sexual capability and i didn't really know this back then you know i kind of thought oh yeah well you know she's really hot and so i'm i'm insecure i'm, I'm you know that i'm a little bit shy and stuff but i wasn't actually shy when i look back at it i wasn't shy about this other girl i just wasn't attracted to that energy and so what happened with that that you know the the main girl that we're talking about who was more masculine i can tell you one night for example like we stayed over we went to a club or something we stay over and like so many times this would happen where like i'd wake up and she'd already be awake like working on her little project like she was doing some like art class or some shit she was like working on her project already and almost like looking at me almost like i was a little bit like lazy and you know come on like she's busy like can you go now i was like that little weak guy who's waking up late and almost disturbing her work and so you know i'd wake up and you know she needs to focus and stuff okay fair enough so i'd go back to my place and just kind of like think about her it's not a good dynamic to be in and it's not at least in my perception it's not like an attractive like relationship with a woman to have so that was a few years ago when i was in university and when i got a little bit older age 23 24 i started dating you know other girls i remember another girl who for example i dated she wasn't so much in her masculine energy, but I was still quite in my feminine. I was still quite like obsessively thinking about her, especially when there was like problems in the relationship. So you might be able to relate to this. If there's any kind of like problem in the relationship, you've just had like an argument or something, you can't help but to like not focus on anything else. You're in the gym thinking about her. You're trying to do work, study, whatever, and you're thinking about her instead. And like your, your mind's just like elsewhere. And you know, it, it, that's kind of normal. It's the way of things, but it's not ideal at all when you think about it. So about one year ago, I was pretty successful already. I had about 100,000 subscribers. I was a very fast growing channel at this point. What's interesting is that I had this level of success and yet I was still obsessing over other things. I was still thinking about girls and love. And it was at this point that I started putting in a lot more intention into learning about masculinity and femininity. And I've spent about a year learning this stuff before I've made this video. So I hope that there's going to be like some life-changing value. And I do believe that I have a very good level of understanding of this. One thing which I think is the single best 
reward, like, you know, the benefit of this journey, at least for me, was that for most of my life up until about a year ago, I was just not really motivated to like do work or be productive. I didn't want to study. I didn't want to even like, you know, business work, even on my YouTube channel. Like I didn't want to do the work. I was always focused on other things. And so I always wanted to work as little as possible. Now, if you're watching this video and you kind of know my story already, you'll know this already. Like I've, I've placed a big emphasis on working as little as possible through most of my journey. And now when I tell you that things are the exact opposite and I feel so happy about it, it's incredible. So one year after fully committing myself into learning masculine and feminine energy, I can't work enough. And I know that in the modern day, a lot of people, you know, like depolarized feminine men think that's a bad thing. Like, oh, well, you know, working's not good for you. You should like take time off to enjoy yourself and stuff, bro. Imagine you wake up and the first thing you think about is creative ideas for your goal. Imagine that you literally feel motivated every single day to do your work. I can't wait. This is the most productive I have ever been in my entire life. The most disciplined I have ever been in my entire life. This is the most, like my success in everything I'm doing is compounding and it feels fucking incredible. Finally, I feel proud of myself. Finally, I feel like I can actually say to myself, to you, I'm working very hard. I wake up at 4.45 every single morning and I start writing my book. So I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm going to be publishing it soon within one to two months. And I wake up at 4.45 and start writing straight away, straight to it. I write about a thousand words every single morning. I wish you could almost observe the life that I'm living now compared to the life that I was living just a year ago, two years ago, because it's so fucking different. I'm focused on my work for 95% of the day. And what's very beautiful about this, which we'll speak more about, is that my girl, for 95% of the day, She's thinking about me. I'm masculine. I'm focused on my work. She's feminine. She's focused on me. And that feels fucking awesome. I feel like I'm masculine dominance. I'm a leader. I'm guiding her. It's so, so good, honestly. We have to discuss something now and I'm going to get into a little bit of a rant. So maybe you can skip this section if you want or if you enjoy my rant or you just want to hear this guy like, you know, hate society, then you can listen if you want. We have to explain why you are not masculine already. Because this is a new concept for men to be raised and not turn into men legally you might be a man but you're not the majority of men are not men that they're, they're guys this isn't manhood this is guyhood for some reason i always have this level of hatred yeah yeah you know guys are weak but then i started to ask myself why and i realized it's not necessarily a guy's fault that he's weak and he's feminine. Now, of course, you know, as men, we should take responsibility for our actions. But if you've been raised in a certain way, which has led you to this point, is it really your fault or is there an enemy at hand? And forgive me for sounding crazy, but there is an enemy and there is a war on masculinity. There absolutely is a war on masculinity and testosterone. From the moment of birth, you are conditioned. You are conditioned to be weak and feminine and submissive. You enter the school system as a legal requirement. And what's very interesting is our perception of school, you know, it has to be a little bit positive because yeah, education is really important, but you don't really learn that much in school. You aren't taught important things that you actually need to be a good functioning human being. All of school is just a big act of conditioning for you to be submissive and to follow the instructions of the authority figure so that as soon as you turn 18 or whatever age it is in your country you're ready to enter the workforce as a submissive pawn in the game of like some big corporation you've got to either love or hate what i'm saying here and whether you agree with it or not you feel the consequences of it you are not even a quarter of the man that your great-grandfather was you have less than a third of his testosterone when you want to have children you will struggle your sperm count is at an all-time low your testosterone is at an all-time low so many random shit you know the studies which literally show that a man's hand grip for a handshake is the weakest they've ever found through the history of like them like i don't know like this has been like a longitudinal study researchers have literally been studying the strength of a man's like handshake grip 
for a long time and this is the weakest handshake grip that we have little fucking limp limp handshake motherfucker this is this is what we're, we're, we've been reduced to men aren't really needed anymore strong men aren't needed we live in times of of abundance and resource and even in developing countries you're somewhat relatively safe now on the other hand at times of chaos at times of necessity strong men rise everyone needs them everyone looks to them day to day let's say we go to like some big metropolitan like liberal i don't know these words right i'm not into politics or some shit but you can imagine the kind of person like the people i'm talking about who are like they've dyed their hair color they say you're using the wrong pronouns and stuff do you know what i mean if you go to like a university that's filled with these kinds of people and you're a strong man a man with high levels of testosterone more like you know like an alpha male kind of character they're not going to respect you yeah yeah he's he's a misogynist you know they'll say these things about you like he's weak and he's he's a sexist and oh like let's cancel him and shit right you're not needed let's just imagine a scenario in which you are needed you're in the same situation the same environments an enemy walks in a gunman walks in a threat occurs who's everyone's eyes gonna dart to to solve the problem the big strong man you see you aren't needed until you are and at that point well People are expecting you to like do the work. And this isn't even to say the raw subconscious attraction from women. Now, women generally in like in Western countries, they are quite depolarized now. They bring in quite a lot of like masculine traits. And we'll discuss this in detail soon. They bring in masculine traits because they have to. They push into the education system just like you are. They've, they've fed this sort of narrative of like, you know, the you go girl, boss girl mentality. And so they're quite masculine. But even then, a woman's raw subconscious primal sexual attraction will always be for the masculine man. And so whilst you've been conditioned to be, you know, not, don't be masculine, don't be strong, don't be a misogynist, don't be dominant, don't be, you know, patriarchal. You've been conditioned to be more and more feminine. And you've been told, yeah, this is good. Be a, be a good boy, be a good boy. The women that you want are fucking a guy who's way over here. You failed this test. Do you understand that this was all a test? Do you understand that the little boys who were raised with good, strong father figures, these little boys who naturally just had higher levels of testosterone. They were amused by this test. You could probably imagine one of those boys right now. Imagine a boy in primary school or high school that you know. The teacher told him to be more feminine. You know, sit down and be quiet. He almost like laughed at her and he was quite disruptive. Now, of course, this, this boy's probably a little bit stupid and he's probably broke in jail or something right now. But that was a, a boy, a male, a man who didn't fail this test. You almost had to be like this disruptive boy who probably had like autism or ADHD. You know, one of those like disruptive boys who always got into trouble and always like, laughed and swore at the teacher and stuff he didn't succumb to the pressure of acting more feminine he found that silly we listened to those words of advice from perhaps well-meaning authority figures teachers the media and we fell for that test we fell for the test of giving up our masculinity for thinking yeah well yeah everyone's telling me to be more feminine think about the media think about the conditioning the brainwashing that you've been into if you think about the shows that you used to watch or the movies that you see nowadays what do you see generally if it's like a show or a movie about like a family generally the wife is like this strong really strong resourceful woman she not only looks after the kids but she also like works and she even looks after the husband and the husband the father is a bumbling idiot this is how men and fathers are portrayed in the media the husband and the father is always like an idiot He's always just feminine. He's thinking about the woman and stuff. He always keeps making these mistakes. And then the super mom comes in and she'll fix the day. And then sometimes, just sometimes, you can probably visualize this right now. Sometimes the media in movies and TV shows and cartoons and all this shit that's literally conditioning your brain. Sometimes they will show a strong masculine father figure. But under what light will they show him? Well, he's patriarchal and he's, he's gross 
and he, he's too disciplined and he's too aggressive and he's made out to be a bad guy who eventually like messes up and somewhat embarrasses himself so this is that dynamic you, you see in a movie where there's a strong man and he messes up and he gets like dethroned by the little nerd with the skinny neck who ends up becoming like a superhero and like looks up to his dad and says oh no uh. this is the conditioning that you've been through and you may think right now oh well that's just movies that's just you know tv shows but everything that you see especially at a young age deeply influences the kind of man or guy that you become and if you followed along with me through this video so far and you drew that little bar that we spoke about and you put your line of where you are right now closer to the middle then you can see that the result of everything that you were raised for has led you to a point that you are quite depolarized and you're not as masculine as you should be because you totally understand this and everyone understands this we should be far more on the the right side of the spectrum we should be far more masculine than we actually are we haven't even spoke about the war on testosterone yet do you know the average healthy levels of testosterone in western countries is from around 250 nanograms per deciliter to around 950 if you are in this range doctors will hesitate heavily to prescribe you testosterone this range is inherently and blatantly sexist a young man who's 22 years old and his dick doesn't work and he can't focus and he's depressed and he's lethargic and he's got brain fog he gets out of bed in the morning and he's literally tired straight away living like the shell of a life that he should be with no vitality inside of him that young man has a testosterone score of 260 nanograms per deciliter and his doctor looks at him and says oh you're in the healthy range imagine having symptoms of low testosterone you don't you don't even need to imagine it you're living that reality right now i can say with certainty that the man watching this right now like you have low testosterone now you might fit into this healthy range this average range but if you fit into the average levels of today that means that your testosterone levels are actually below average of what they should be in the history of mankind i said this before and people scrutinized me these fucking nerds oh well oh but if you're in the average range then you're average no because the average range is like a modern day societal construct. If you're in the average, let's say the right middle, 500 nanograms per deciliter, your great grandfather had two to three times that. If we put you alongside one of those men, they would look like a different species. So by now, after just watching me rant for a few minutes, you either think I'm totally crazy and I'm delusional and I'm dangerous to society, or maybe just maybe you're starting to realize that, oh yeah, it does sound really crazy. It does sound kind of dangerous. And he, you know, he is kind of weird, but he's got a nice beard. And he's wearing a bathrobe, so I can trust it. You're probably by now thinking like, shit, there seems to be some truth into what this guy on YouTube is saying. You already knew, okay, you know, my testosterone's gonna be lower than what it should be. You already knew that, yeah, I'm not that extremely masculine and stuff. But when we ask the question why, which is always important, ask why, it starts to sound quite like a conspiracy theory, like a crazy guy would be talking about, you know, there's a war on testosterone. You know, like the, the fucking doomsday with like the big billboard, like, oh, you know, they're, they're trying to kill our sperm cells. And ding, 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 ding. It sounds fucking crazy what I'm saying. Can you think of a, another explanation? Honestly, like if, if you can think of another explanation, please, like I'm not saying this to, to know, like uh, farm the algorithm or something, but leave a comment and like start a discussion because I'd love to hear it. I'd, I'm quite open to this. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't think of a better explanation of why men are so depolarized, lacking masculinity, lacking testosterone, than just a war on masculinity. Conditioning from a very early age that men, that fathers, that masculinity, that strong men, that testosterone is bad for us, that it's bad for society. And this is even, again, to talk about the issue of a lack of father figures in the home. Fatherlessness is a huge, huge problem in the modern day, especially in Western countries. Honestly, I'd seen like some crazy misogynist if I went into this rant. And so, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. There is an incredible level of support for a woman who does not want to stay with the father of her children. It's a smart financial decision for a woman to divorce. It's actually a smart financial decision. Think about that. It's so rewarded in 
my country in the UK for a woman to just think, oh, well, you know, he's not really, uh, he's a, he's kind of lazy now and he, he doesn't treat me right and stuff so I can just leave and I'll, I'll handle the kids because all she's grown up with for the last 20 years is the you go girl, super mom, you can do it all yourself. You know, women can do anything. They may. You can be a single mom, your career mom, you can do it. It sounds horrible, but like, honestly, just because you can manage it doesn't mean that you can or you should. 90%, over 90% of teenage suicides are in a fatherless home. Over 90% of teenage criminality, of ASBOs, antisocial behavior orders are in fatherless homes. Over 90% of drug abuse of teenagers is in fatherless homes. Over 90% of teenagers who go on to be homeless are from fatherless homes. If you can think of some random problem that teenagers will have, I guarantee they are multitude times more likely to happen in a fatherless home. You can literally just go and Google this shit and it's fucking where I've learned everything from. I'll like cite it if you want, but where I've learned all these like facts, obviously I'm not totally accurate. It's not 90%, maybe it's 89 or maybe it's 90, you know what I mean? There's a book called The Boy Crisis and it goes over this issue of just boys being raised in fatherless homes by single mothers and you know, with this attitude that, oh, well, a single mom is a, is a superhero and she can do anything. No, no, she can't. She cannot. A single mom cannot raise you in the same way that a mother and a father who are loving can now of course then you know there's other arguments oh well what if the father's abusive and you know should he be taken out this gets complicated but it's not that caveat that you really see in modern conditioning is it when you think about the movies and tv shows and, and the general belief of your society chances are like there's this empowering thing for like women well you don't need a man you go girl fathers are being taken out of the home it's being supported by the government and so what happens to a little boy who grows up in a fatherless home chances are that his mother, his single mother, will reward and praise him and positively reinforce him when he acts in a feminine way. Think about this. A boy is raised in a household with a single mother. Perhaps, just perhaps, there's a small amount of single mothers out there in the world that can take a step back from their own shoes and understand that they need to reward this boy when he does things that actually is unnatural for her. Perhaps. That's a small caveat, right? But for the majority of this this household dynamic of a boy without a father figure with a single mother, she's going to have her own biases and opinions and feelings and beliefs, of course, you're right? And so she is going to respond to this boy with those biases, opinions, and beliefs. And so she's going to positively reinforce and praise him for the times that he acts in accordance to her beliefs and emotions and feelings. If this boy acts in quite a masculine, adventurous way, well, that's not very natural for her, is it? And so she'll be like, no, 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 come back. You're going too far. But then if he sits quietly and crosses his legs and plays silently and he shares, well, well, you know, she's going to like that. She's going to like those feminine traits and so she's gonna praise him for oh you're you're such a well-behaved boy and you've got to understand that a parent's praise is is <laughs> that's how you became the person you are today so if you think back to that that bar and the line that you drew and you see where that line is that line is exactly where you put it because you were praised to act like this you were praised to act more feminine if you had a strong father figure in the house he would have praised you only when you acted strong and masculine so you go out on your on your bikes and you're being competitive with your friends and you fall over your dad would have said like oh that you know you, you went too fast what's your mom gonna say what's your single mom she's gonna run oh my god you're, you're bleeding never do that again never go that fast again and that's just a very simple fast example that a guy in a bathrobe can come up with and i want you to imagine the the very vast huge amount of opportunities for praising or punishing behaviors that would go on in in a child's life over years and years and years 
And then imagine, well, he's raising a single mother household. He's going to be punished when he acts in a way that she doesn't like, which potentially would be in masculine ways. And he's going to be praised and rewarded when he does act in ways that she likes, which probably would be in feminine ways. You've been conditioned in your own home. You've been conditioned in school. You've been conditioned when you watch movies and TV shows. You've been conditioned everywhere to be more feminine than you should be. Am I crazy? Maybe. But again, if there is someone with a better argument than this, I would love to hear it, but I, I can't think of any other reason why we are struggling with masculinity today. So we understand what we are at an uphill battle, you and I, because we're going up against what, 20 years, 30 years, however old you are, conditioning. That's a lot. What's interesting and what gives us hope is that aligning yourself to the natural energy that you should have and being more authentic, you know, you're supposed to be more masculine, so we're going to make you more masculine. It actually counteracts years of the inauthentic living that you've had so far. How interesting is that? Let's say you could be feminine, little little pussy boy, for 20 years of your life. With just about one year, maybe six months of training to be more masculine, you'll counteract most of that. Think about that just for a second of how could this work? How could you counteract so many years of your life with such a short period of self-improvement of focusing on being more masculine? Because this is how you're supposed to be. For all of your life, you've been swimming upstream, being pushed, but just constantly swimming upstream with so much friction. But finally, we're going to turn you around and make you swim alongside the stream. And you're going to find that it just feels so natural, so right. The fact that you've sat through and listened to all of this demonstrates your at least your interest in the things that I'm saying. And you're probably relating to a lot of the things that we spoke about so far. Inside of you right now, if there is a feeling of injustice, if there is a feeling of like this gut pain that you've been wrong, that your life would have, should have been so different than what it is today, then you know that you've clicked on the right video. So let's now discuss how you can become more masculine. And the most practical, no BS way to do this is to first find and discover your purpose and mission, and then set goals and obsess over those goals. And we're going to break this down. I'm going to walk you along the process with me and there's going to be an actionable step in this section of this guide. So do this right now in the description of this video on YouTube. I've linked a notion template which you can use to set your goals. Scroll down to that link and click on it right now and then come back to this video. When you click on that link you should see a page just like this and I'm going to walk you through the exact process that I personally use to set and obsess over goals and this process not only has it created massive amounts of success for me personally in my, in my own life but it's also just made me so much more masculine. I'm just going to explain to you why goal setting makes you more masculine. It's the single most practical thing that you have complete control over that will make you more masculine. Why? Because like we said, the masculine energy is all about making progress. Inside of you is this natural desire to make progress, either to ejaculation to impregnate a woman or to develop yourself to get to the point where you can do that. We have inside of us a core desire, which is to make progress to some kind of meaningful work. And so you need to figure out what is this meaningful work, this mission, this purpose for yourself. And so I have some journaling prompts that you can do right now as an actionable step that will help you to discover things like your mission, your purpose, and then your goals. And then very shortly, we'll actually go through the goal setting procedure. Okay, so here are three journaling prompts that you should do right away. So you should ask yourself these questions and journal the answer either on a piece of paper or on some document on your computer. Number one, what stage of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs do I need to fulfill? The hierarchy of needs is a pyramid. It's a concept made by the psychologist Abraham Maslow. And it's all about the fundamental desires that we have as humans. And I think it's incredibly important to figuring out where you are in life. The bottom level of this pyramid are all the essential things that we need to survive, like breathing, drinking water, eating food, excreting. Every level above that is another desire that creates a well, meaningful, fulfilling life for us. 
us. What's very interesting that I've noticed, which might help you with your answer to this question, is that your mind will ruminate on the need that you're currently stuck on. So let's say, for example, you're extremely thirsty. Your thoughts are going to be based on drinking water. But of course, let's say if all your essential survival necessities are taken care of. For the majority of men, even though the majority of guys don't want to admit this, the need, the desire that they're stuck on is that of sex and love. Their mind ruminates on sex and love. That's the desire that they need right now. It's very important for you to be totally authentic and honest with this journaling prompt that you should do right now. Which stage of Maslow's hierarchy of need do I currently need to fulfill? What does your mind ruminate on? And just write down the answer and it just be very interesting because I think the majority of guys who answer this question truthfully would say sex. And I think a fair amount of guys would also say social connection. These are fundamental desires and sure you can, with a sense of motivation and discipline, look past them to, you know, focus on something else. And you know, the sort of modern day, oh, I don't need girls. Oh, you focus on yourself, King. You feel a lot more free when you've fulfilled a desire, a need on this pyramid. And so it's just very interesting to figure out where you are because this can, will really help you with your goal setting. Because I could rant about this separately, man, but like I, I am a big advocate of just being totally open and authentic and just saying like, yep, I want a girlfriend. Yep, I'm gonna set some goals based on being able to have sex because that's something that my mind is ruminating on and it's something that would fulfill me. A lot of people disagree with this and there's that whole modern narrative of like, oh yeah, we don't need women, oh, women, oh. And then women say this as well, oh, we don't need men, oh. Both groups are just lonely as fuck. So you can choose, but I personally think that if your mind is ruminating on a need in this pyramid, it would be of your best interest to fulfill that need and to set a goal based on that. The second journaling prompt to ask yourself and to answer right now is, what is some work that I can do that will help my tribe? And the answer to this question may help you find your purpose? What is some work that you can do to help other people that you care about, a group that you care about? First, you need to kind of figure out who is even in your tribe. Is it just your family and your friends? Is there some kind of community that you're a part of? Have you created almost like a social movement like you see before you right now? Who is in your tribe and what can you do to help them? You see in the modern day, so many men are lacking masculinity and this sense of like being connected with our tribe that we only think about ourselves. One of the best things that you can do is to have a self-transcending purpose. And that simply just means to have like a reason why you're doing something which is bigger than you. Self-transcending means bigger than you. And purpose is kind of like the reason, the because of the action that you're taking. What is the purpose of your life? Why do you do what you do? Why is your life important? How can your life, how can the work that you do help someone that you care about? Because in the end, that's really the only important thing. It's not even about the money, the rewards, the girls, anything like this. In the end, it all just comes down to where you a good member in your tribe. It's very important for you to just take a minute right now and and first answer the, the initial question, who is in my tribe? What is my tribe? And then to ask yourself, okay, what is work that I could do to help them? For me, my tribe, even in high school, it always felt like my tribe was other guys who were struggling with the same problems as me. My mind would almost automatically teach what I had just learned to like an imaginary young man in my own mind. Does that make sense? So I would learn something, let's say about fitness or about dieting. And it's like my mind would just be like teaching it to itself, pretending itself was like a separate guy. And so you can see that YouTube was like the perfect work for me to get into. And now my tribe that I'm trying to help with this self-transcending purpose is young men around the world who are tuning in, who want to improve themselves. A purpose is so, so important. Purpose, I want to explain this so clearly because for so long I didn't understand what purpose meant. You know, so many people talk about it online. Purpose is just the reason why it's the because of your action, of your mission. My mission is to help young men improve themselves. And my purpose, the why, the because of that mission, why do I want to help young men improve themselves? 
themselves because I've done it for myself because I've lived that life I've lived the life of like total indulgence and pleasure of that modern day like bad habits and I hated my life then I was so depressed and I feel like I have the answers in my brain and so I work relentlessly to try and just help people around the world because I think that I can it's some good work that I can do. And the third journaling prompt to ask right now is, what do I want my life to be like in 10 years time? To help you with this question, I wanna just give you one piece of advice. Think big. There is magic in thinking big. Don't settle for mediocrity. Ambition, especially thinking big and setting a very, very authentic, desirable future for yourself is an incredible thing. And if you work hard and obsess over a goal like that, you know, you really think to yourself, okay, I'm 22 right now. What would be the best life that I could have at 32 years old? And you start to write that down and you start to visualize it and you start to like work towards it and you know, we'll set some goals regarding this together. You make some incredible progress and it's all about where you set that goal. Do you know, for the majority of goals that I've set, I've had people say, nope, that's crazy, it's impossible. And yet I'm here. It's so easy for your own brain to be like the naysayer in this. And so this is a very important question to ask yourself. How far does your own mind think that you can go? How big is your brain thinking when it thought about this journaling prompt of like, where do you want to be in 10 years from now? And also take some time to really consider some very important things. Do you want to be a father 10 years from now? Chances are, if you're watching this 10 years from now, you probably will be. And so what do you want life to be like then? I can't really give you advice on this because this is all based on, you know, your own desires, the kind of life that you want, the life that you think is best for your future children and your family. But the majority of men don't really think about a question like this. They just kind of think what they're going to eat for dinner today. That's as far as their thinking really goes. But a man who thinks in decades is dangerous. And that's a quote from a man that I really respect, Chris Thurmsley, otherwise known as First Man. Men who think in decades are dangerous. So those three journaling prompts should give you some kind of idea on the goals that you should set. So now if you look back to that goal setting template that I got you to click on, start to fill out some of those boxes. What is a goal that you want to achieve? 10 years from now. I've already put some templates and examples of the kind of goals that I set for myself. So you can just kind of alter them to fit your own desires. A very important thing that you should do right now is to start off with the longer term goals, the 10 year, five year and one year goals, and then the monthly milestones. So you see that there's a column for every month going to the next year. Those goals for the month you should see more like milestones to achieve the big goals. Once you have a document like this and your goals are really organized, that becomes so helpful. And the way to use this practically in your normal day-to-day -day life is to base all decisions of the long-term, the one, five, 10-year goals that you've set. Visualize and make decisions based on these big long-term goals, but then obsessively focus and work on the short-term milestones. Because it's these short-term monthly milestones that cause you to kind of push forward a bit. But the monthly milestones and for me, kind of reminded me of like setting a rep or a weight goal in the gym. It's something that, okay, I'm focused on right here, right now. But the bigger thing to kind of, you know, wake up and sort of make big decisions about and to visualize is like the end of year goal, five years from now. So it's very important that you have this divide between monthly milestone goals, which you obsessively work towards, and then these long-term yearly goals, which you make decisions based on. Once you finish this goal page and you've added in all the details that you want and you feel like you need, obsess over it. This is one of the most important things that I do. And if you want to take something from me, make it this. Obsess over this singular practical page that you have here. It's the first thing that's open on my laptop. I look at it on my phone. Anytime, you know, you're like, you're wasting time, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, you're waiting in line for something, you're walking somewhere and you know, you're just flicking on your phone. And of course you should try and be more mindful and stuff. But like anytime I'm just randomly on my phone, I don't have social media anymore because I literally just look at this one page and it just the amount of intention that and ideas that you get from just obsessing over this 
one page that reminds you constantly, okay, this is what you said you would achieve this month is so valuable because goal setting and goal obsessing is the single greatest way to become more masculine because it just makes you so aligned with your work and your desires and this, this feeling, this crave of progress. Because you see these goals that you've set out, what they symbolize is progress to your mission and to your purpose. So the total level, the thing that, you know, really fulfills men is having this huge mission, this huge purpose. But the way to make the most progress to these things is by obsessing over the goals. But then to actually make progress in these goals, you need discipline and mental health. So you want to be more masculine and relentlessly work towards your goals and your purpose. That's where discipline and mental health come from. Discipline and good mental health determine your work rate and your productivity. Mental health especially is overlooked for a lot of men. It's something that you know we're beginning to talk a lot about. I have personally found that improving your mental health is the single best thing that you can do to increase your productive work output. Do you know all those productivity tactics you've ever heard of? The Pomodoro technique and all of these things. Improving your mental health through things like journaling and meditation actually increases your output, your productivity more than all of those things. I made a two hour full guide that you can watch for free on improving your mental health. I'll have like a little card pop up on screen and I'll have it linked in the description as well. I highly recommend you have a look at that. I know mental health doesn't seem like a very fun video to, or concept to like learn about, but I promise you that it will have some of the highest return on investment that you can find. Your ability to just keep your brain operating well, well, that's how you accomplish anything else. Discipline is a mindset and just like good mental health, it drastically improves your work rate and improving your work rates improves the progress that you make to your goals. Improving the progress that you make to your goals fulfills your mission and purpose, which makes you more masculine. So you see how all this links up. And so discipline is an absolute cornerstone virtue and trait in masculinity. Discipline is the skill of doing the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. I'm going to say something controversial, but in the modern day, you've been conditioned to be so in touch with your emotions. You are the most emotional guy in touch with your feelings than any man in your bloodline before this. Now, I think it's fantastic to be aware of your emotions because that's a practice of mindfulness that comes from like meditation and everything. But to be emotional, to be in your feelings, well, Feelings are fickle. And this is why you see so many guys that aren't disciplined because they don't feel like doing the hard work right now. And you can probably relate to this. You know, we're not talking about any other guys. We're talking about you. You don't feel like doing some productive task right now. So you don't do it. You procrastinate. You know, that's kind of like a new invention, procrastination. Do you really think the men in your bloodline procrastinated. They couldn't. There was a necessity for them to go to work, to, into the factories, out on the hunt, even when they didn't feel like it because they had to. There was no one telling them, oh, you know, we'll just be in touch with your emotions. Take a self-care day. What I'm saying seems kind of backwards. It seems against all the mental health kind of advice that you've heard. But the thing is, it's absolutely important to prioritize your mental health, but you need to learn to just go and do hard work, even when your brain says like, oh, but I don't feel like it, I'm not ready for it. This is what my physique looks like after years and years of going to the gym. And please believe me, like bro, going to the gym is one of the most fun things that I do. I, I honestly love it. But I would have missed more than half of my workouts over the years that I've been training if I only went to the gym when I really felt like it. Some days it's a total slog. I really don't want to go. But you know what I do? I convince myself that all I need to do is just take the next step. I don't need to think about the height of the discomfort, you know, the, the, the challenge, the pain, the fear of the top set of squats, which are going to exhaust my body. I don't need to think about that right now. I'm sat here with my bathrobe. All I have to 
do is just get changed right now. All I have to do is just put my shoes on right now. All I have to do is just fill up my water bottle. All I have to do is just walk out of the door. That's all I tell myself. Okay, come on, just walk out the door. That's all you can do. You, you, you can walk out your door right now, can't you? Okay, come on, let's walk downstairs. You can do that right now, can't you? Okay, good. Put your music in. Okay, let's walk to the gym. You can do that. Yeah, of course you can. Just step by step by step by step by step, and suddenly I'm warming up. I feel good. Fuck it, let me attempt that PR on squats. This is discipline. Discipline is the skill of just overlooking your emotions because there is some important, valuable work that you said you would do. You made a promise to yourself that you would do some important work. And so it is of utmost importance for the sake of your masculinity that you do that work. The reason why I'm getting quite vexed right now is because discipline, it, it's such an important skill and trait that I see lacking in so many young men, so many young men. Because we spoke so far that if you want to be more masculine, you need, you know, a big mission to work towards, to progress towards. And to note your progress to this mission, we set goals and milestones. And to make progress to them, well, you need to work hard and you need to especially work hard even when you don't feel like it. Because that's really when we show the greatest level of progress. If you only work hard when you kind of feel motivated to do so, then you haven't really developed yourself as a man, have you? So this is how you level up your discipline skill. And interestingly, it's the exact same way that you level up in weightlifting. It's all about the concept of progressive overload. Progressive overload is this concept, this kind of training method in weightlifting, which is that we start off at like a light weight and over weeks and months and years, we just slowly incrementally add on a little bit of weight every single time. When a beginner goes to the gym, he doesn't think, oh, I'm gonna go bench press seven plates. The clever, intelligent beginner says, okay, I'm gonna go and just start with the empty bar and just see how that is. And two weeks from now, I might add on 5 kg either side of the bar, maybe 10 kg. Six months from now, a year from now, I might even have 20 kg either side of the bar. And three years from now, it might even be 40 kg either side of the bar. And that's 100 kg for the total weight. We increase whatever we do incrementally. That's progressive overload. And discipline is the exact same thing. You need to progressively overload your discipline. What's very interesting about discipline is that discipline actually cures, and this is controversial as fuck, but discipline cures depression. Depression is simply just a reduction in your progressive overload of of life. You've just reduced how much you're able to do of life. You used to be able to, you know, go out and go to work and study and just be a normal person. And now you feel like that's just too hard to do. You've just reset your progressive overload and not so all you've got to do is just progressively overload back up. So it's a struggle doing anything more than just, you know, lying on your bed, watching some sh bullshit YouTube on your phone. So progressively overload today, get out of your bed and brush your teeth. That's a big jump for some people. Where are you up to in life right now, especially in terms of the work and the progress that you're making to your goals? And then figure out the next progressive overload overload step to that. What is one step further that you can take today, tomorrow, next week? And then ask yourself this every single day. You just constantly want to be progressively overloading your discipline, the sacrifices that you make, the hard choices that you make just for the rest of your life. And you know what? That's... That's really bringing something that, you know, a lot of people don't really talk about. And, you know, we speak about discipline and masculinity and goals and everything, you know, online. And you've seen this before, you know, like, oh yeah, making money, you know, all these productive things that you've seen online. One of the things that many other creators don't really talk about, I'm kind of going on a rant here, but I think this might be valuable for, for you, is that you really have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. If you want to become more masculine, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. If you want to become more disciplined, think about what you have to sacrifice. Discipline is inherently a sacrifice of comfort. And you've been brave to stay in comfort, to just keep sucking on like mommy's nipple. I know that sounds weird, but that's literally the life of the majority of males. And I won't even say men, the majority of guys are males, not men. You've been bred to just stay in a state of comfort because you're not used to making sacrifices. Everything that I've discussed in this guide and pretty much everything I discuss on my channel, all the work that I do is based on sacrificing these momentary, small, short pleasures that don't fulfill us, that don't free us, that don't actually just give us anything more than a fleeting sense of comfort. But we'll always have that thought in our minds that we're 
Caribbean Jeffries, you need to sacrifice comfort. You need to sacrifice to become more masculine, to become successful, to become healthy. And you know, I just spoke about the concept of progressive overload. There is a phrase that I've said before that really helped me. And the phrase was, Sacrifice must be progressively overloaded. Whatever you've sacrificed so far to make progress in some discipline goal, like fitness or work, fantastic. But you need to keep sacrificing. So, you know, at first, for example, for a beginner to make progress in the gym, he's feeling really disciplined. Yeah, he's gonna go to the gym. You know, I don't feel like going to the gym, but fuck it, I'm gonna go anyway. The sacrifice he needs to make is like two hours per week, three hours per week for the workout, and he's gonna make some gains. But a year from then, his gains slow down, and now he's gonna need to sacrifice for five hours per week and now he's gonna actually need to really change up some of his meals if he still wants to continue making progress now two years from then five years from then he needs to sacrifice so much more he needs to sacrifice late nights alcohol shitty food he needs to be on an optimized workout routine the sacrifices that you make to progress to your goals must be progressively overloaded over time if you haven't recently added more sacrifice to your life in the last month i guarantee you're complacent and so i have another journaling prompt for you to do right now as another actionable step of this full guide answer this question right now what is another sacrifice that i can make to make even more progress to my goals upon thinking about the answer to this question there's something very interesting that's going to happen to you and this is going to be so like literally 10 out of 10 interesting for you to follow along to right now. Be extremely aware of your mind trying to bullshit you. There will be a potential sacrifice that you could make to be more disciplined, to make more progress in your goals, which will then make you more masculine. And your brain will not want to acknowledge it because you're asking your brain to come up with ideas to sacrifice comfort. Your brain will not want to acknowledge it, but you're just about, if you really pay attention and you stay authentic and honest, you'll just about know what it is. You'll just about think of a sacrifice that you could make and the Jeffrey part of your brain will want to push it away. Stay so aware of this right now. You know what I'm going to do in front of you right now? What is another sacrifice that I could make to make even more progress to my goals? The goals that I'm talking about, I'll make it based on, on YouTube specifically like work. What is another sacrifice that I can make? I need to record more. I don't record that often. And that's actually slowing down the growth of like our output and the growth of the channel. And the video editor who's editing this video right now will even tell you he's been waiting like a day, two days for me to send him over this clip. I don't prioritize recording because honestly, it's just, it's so much friction. It's so stressful and having to sit here. It's exhausting to sit here and talk for like an hour and to think of things to say. You know, of course I've got like bullet points here on my laptop, but it's, it's the hardest part of my job is literally recording the videos. Another sacrifice that I can make to level up in my goals even more is to just record more. I didn't even want to answer that question, honestly. I didn't want to like say say to you, you know, my brain's like bullshit and it was like, oh no, well, you know, you know, um, if you record less, the quality might be higher. If you, if you don't answer this question with, you know, the answer of recording, then you can just not record as often and focus on other things. The real answer to this question was me telling you, yeah, what's a sacrifice I can make? I can just shut the fuck up and record more often. The forefront of my mind, the answer that my Jeffrey brain wanted me to answer with, interestingly, it was like, oh yeah, do more podcasts and do more like easy work. Spend more time doing that kind of like laptop kind of work. But the real sacrifice would be for me to do something that I don't actually want to do, which there's more friction to, which requires more discipline, which is recording. It's the harder thing to do. What is your answer to this question? Okay, so, so far of this full guide, you've learned a lot about masculine traits, how to become more masculine. You've learned about polarization. You've heard my story. We've even talked about discipline and goal setting. Now for the rest of this full guide, I want to just fire off a bunch of random things that I think will help you in your journey to become more masculine. And these are going to be really interesting and really practical. And the first part of this section, which I think is very, very valuable, is semen retention. I thought for a long time, I thought things like nofap and semen retention were kind of overrated because I've been on nofap since age 
18 and you know it did change my life quite practically because I just wasn't spending hours watching porn you know I used to be like a normal 15 year old like masturbating three times a day and it's been a while since I've been a, a wanker so I can't really relate anymore so no fap is okay just no masturbation no porn right but then I've always done no fap but while still having sex semen retention is the next level where of course you're on no fap but you also either don't have sex or if you do have sex, this is the hardest thing, right? The hardest thing is having sex, but then not busting. I don't want to make this like too graphically detailed and you know, to get demonetized on YouTube or anything. I am going to release a sex course sometime in the future, which I think you might find very interesting where I'm going to speak totally unfiltered and like in practical details of how I've been able to like use self-improvements and, you know, improve my sex life. And a big part of that is semen retention and the act of like having sex, but not coming and like being able to last way longer, being able to have sex way, way more times per day. Something that I've been practicing more recently and it's amazing how much more masculine energy I feel when it's been days or a week since I've ejaculated. There was an article I read and it was sent to me by another YouTuber. His YouTube name is Masculine Theory. His name is Joseph and he's very clued up and very intelligent about things like retention and he speaks about it a lot on his channel. And this article that I'll link in the description said that your masculine seed is like an extremely valuable life source that you don't want to waste. It was quoted in this article, I'm not sure if this is really scientifically, you know, correct, but it does make for a really good example, that one drop of semen is the equivalent of 40 drops of blood. Now I want to speak in a very practical terms about retention. When I'm on retention, even when having sex, my level of masculinity goes through the roof. It seems very normal to, you know, be on nofap and then when you're having sex to just have sex and, you know, like just, you know, try and edge a little bit to try and last as long as you can and then eventually like not. Yeah, that's normal, right? What I've found is that if you have sex and you don't finish or just in general, if you're not having sex, if you're not busting any nuts, you're literally just retaining completely. Your ability to focus, your ability to work hard goes through the roof. And I think why this is, is because your brain kind of understands that one, he's not ejaculating. So he doesn't, you know, he's, there's no woman that he's sleeping with. And so two, since he's not doing what's essentially a very important part of, of manhood, we need to pump him full of drive and masculinity and motivation and desire so that he can improve himself to level up the, the social hierarchy so that then he can become eligible to mates. What I found is that after just three to five days of not busting any nuts. My drive, my masculinity goes through the fucking roof. My work rate goes through the roof. Perhaps you're watching this video, The Full Guide to Masculinity, sometime in the future, and I already have a full sex course released. This thing, there's more like details that I wanna go into, but you don't know who's gonna be watching this video and everything, and so you can't say too many details about like sexual stuff on YouTube. That's why I'm gonna have like a full sex course released. Perhaps I'll have a card pop up or a link in the description that you can go and look for right now if you're interested in that. Let's now talk about achieving freedom, which is a masculine man's biggest desire. Masculine men desire freedom. Feminine women desire fulfillment. We crave freedom from constraint. Even the way that we have sex is all about freeing ourselves, whereas for a woman, it's all about being filled up. But even in the rest of our lives, you can only feel totally happy and content if you have a great level of freedom in which you aren't placed under constraint by someone like your boss or society. There's three kinds of freedom which we're going to practically discuss, and you need to make progress to these three kinds and every step that you take in the right direction, you will literally feel good. The three kinds of freedom are financial freedom, time freedom, 
and location freedom. Each one of these could be a whole video by itself, like how to achieve financial freedom, how to be location independent. And so I'm just gonna give you some practical no BS advice and I'm gonna try and make it the kind of advice that you might not have heard of anywhere else. For financial freedom, the only way that you can achieve this when you're young is with some kind of business. You can't get financially free in even the most high level careers, which take 20 years to get to. And so it has to be with a business. Any 20 year old millionaire that you do see or hear off on YouTube, it's always through business and then medium to high risk investments. And so you can go down the entire rabbit hole if you want to, but the two step process to achieving financial freedom when you're still young is one, create a successful business. And this in itself can take years and you need to work extremely hard. You need to sacrifice. There's an element of luck involved. And number two, invest the income that you make from that business into things like crypto, which are a lot higher yielding. Like they give you more money in return than things like index funds and all the soft passive stuff. One thing to know about achieving financial freedom that your parents are wrong with that any of these financial gurus that write like financial books, they'll always tell you that saving and investing is like the best route to financial freedom. That's the old script. Anyone who tells you that saving money, like, oh yeah, go and get a really good job and then save as much money as possible and then put that money into the index funds. Anyone who gives you that advice is following the old script. The new script is all about business. Time freedom means that you have control and power over your own time. And you can't really say that you have this if you can't choose exactly what time you wanna work, go to the gym, or do anything else with your day. The majority of people who work nine to five or who are still in the education system don't have this. And this is why you quite frequently get this like irritation feeling when you need to go to work or you need to go to school when you don't really want to. To achieve time freedom, you should read the book, The Four Hour Work Week, and also implement the principles from the book, Deep Work. I have a full guide explaining the Deep Work book and I'll have like a card pop up on screen or a link in the description so you can go and find that. And finally, location freedom means that you can go anywhere in the world that you want and still be okay. For location freedom, it's all about making online income. And there's a famous young entrepreneur named Iman Gatti. And he held this like YouTube events where he taught people how to achieve location freedom through making online businesses. If you can cultivate all three freedoms into your life, you get to live like the top 1%. I've just mentioned Iman, that online entrepreneur that we spoke about. He has a free event coming up where he's going to teach people how to get the three freedoms. And I'm going to appear as a guest speaker. I'm going to like teach my own section in this. To learn more, scroll down to the description of this video and click on the Iman Gatti link and you'll be able to sign up in advance and you'll learn so much more about financial freedom, time freedom, and location freedom. Men need tribes, especially masculine men. And I'm going to go into another rant, so buckle your seatbelts, bro. I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or not, but male spaces are being abolished male locker room talk is demonized and any space that men gather is now seen as like potentially dangerous or hostile or full of incels. You single a man away from his tribe, he loses most of his strength. What's very interesting is that you've lived your life as kind of like an individual man. You've probably never had like a full on real kind of tribe that your ancestors would have had. And so any level of success and strength that you feel like you have, think about this, you've literally not even experienced the life that like your ancestors would have. Imagine your ancestors like the tribesmen would have lived in tribes of 150 and there's like 20, 30 men of like warrior hunter age, all keeping each other accountable. You can't be a little bitch. You can't skip out on the hunt today because you'll get called out. So like, now nah, come with us. The village elders, the male elders would have put you through a rite of passage that would have turned you officially into a man. You don't even grasp how important this is for male life because we've never experienced it before. Fuck man, I hope you can take a few seconds to just kind of think about how much we're missing out on because we don't have like a real, real, tribe of men around us. We're just all so individual and you're being convinced to like, oh yeah, be friends with girls, men can be. <sighs>
That's sad, man. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why my channel has become so successful is because this has been and is and will always be a space for men. You know how easy it would have been for me to sell out and start like becoming more modern and accepting of women and like, oh, you know, like, uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know, the, you know, like to be more androgynous and to start making more videos for women because they need self-improvement too and all this shit. You know, I could have done that and maybe increased our audience count by 50%, but I won't. This is a space for men because we desperately need it because male spaces are being taken away from us. What you see on this channel in the comments below and especially in our Discord server is a space for men where you can cultivate a tribe of your own. I have my Discord server linked in the description. I think there's like 60, 70,000 young men who are in that server. We've seen so many pictures, you know, people will literally meet up other people in the Discord server of, of my Discord server. They'll meet each other. You know, oh, like I'm in, I'm in Netherlands. It's, oh, someone else is in Netherlands. Oh, bro, let's go do a gym workout. And we've seen so many pictures of people like, yo, like we literally met from this server. There's now another website that Ahmad and like his group have made from my server, which makes it very easy for you to actually find people in your country so that you can organize meetups. I'll have that linked in the description of this video. There's no like money to be made or anything like this. You literally just click on the link and it finds out what country you're in and then it invites you to join a Discord server that's based on your country and also like self-improvement mixed together. So you'll literally find like like-minded guys who want to become more masculine, more successful, more disciplined, all congregating in this one Discord server where you can then utilize that to meet people online. And this is all totally for free. I'll have all this stuff linked in the description below under like make friends on self-improvement because this is so important. I would not be half the man that I am today if I did not have other men in my life. And it saddens me to see young men who don't have that. Perhaps you're new to this channel and discovering me, but these videos that I produce here and like me teaching you what I know and I've learned myself, it could potentially change your life. What you see on this YouTube channel is kind of like a movement of young men who are all trying to improve ourselves. And this can be a part of your drive. You and I, let's be honest, we're not technically friends. You know, a lot of YouTubers will try and manipulate you and say like, oh yeah, we're friends. Hey, hey friends. Like, you know, they'll try and do that shit. I'll never look at you like through the camera and like, oh, me and you are best friends or something. But the truth is, you know that quote, like you are the average of the five people you spend time with, which is very, very true. Well, it's more accurate now to say that you are the average of the five people whose content you consume. If you consume my content, you'll become more like me. It sounds cringe as fuck, but for that reason, make sure like you subscribe to this channel and click on the post notifications and click the like button and you know, support the videos and stuff and like, you know, be active in this community because the amount of guys who have told me that this stuff has changed their life is amazing. We've just spoke about cultivating a tribe of masculine men that you can grow alongside, but there is a part of having other men in your life that you probably aren't really just capable of right now. And that is to enjoy your friend's criticism. Masculine men criticize each other. This is so interesting. You're going to find this interesting as fuck, eh? Masculine men criticize each other to each other's faces. If me and my friend Sam are here and I spot some kind of weakness in him, I look at him and tell him, imagine why we do that. It's kind of like, okay, well, he's in my tribe. I can see this weakness, I'm going to tell him and hopefully he can take it well so that he can improve on that weakness so that the tribe strengthens and my chance of survival increases. You know what's really interesting? Feminine women don't do this. They criticize, but not to each other's faces because for them, their survival mechanism is not based on this other woman being healthy and, you know, improving her weaknesses. If anything, a feminine woman's survival comes from other women not doing so well. It's a very interesting dynamic. And of course, you know, people say, oh, this is sexist. Girls don't gossip and you know, whatever. But generally you've always heard that kind of stereotype. Maybe you've seen it in your own life with the women in your family or your friends and the male friends. There's a chance that some of your male friends that you thought were like bullies or some of your male family members, perhaps your father, have criticized you to your face and said like, no, no, you don't look good in that. Why are you so weak? Why are you such a pushover? Why are you so lazy? You know, they've said this to you and all this time because we've been raised in this like little pussy feminine way, we've been thinking like, oh, well, that's so offensive. And for me personally, holy fuck, bro, 
my dad has done this since I was a child and I always hated him for it, where he would point out my weaknesses. He would criticize my weaknesses. And I thought that was a bad trait in him. I was so certain it was a bad trait. Why? Think about it. It seems weird that I'm kind of insinuating that it's not a bad trait. It might even be in your mind right now. No, no, it is a bad trait. It is. Like, why would someone criticize? That's not nice. We have such a deep-rooted feminine upbringing that we don't even understand a core component of masculinity is criticizing and highlighting the weaknesses of the men in your tribe. Because since school, you've been raised to like be nice and not say anything like negative towards the other person. Because if you do call out someone else for their weakness in this modern day, it's extremely offensive and they'll start crying and they'll be, you know, you'll offend them and it'll hurt their feelings. And so if you hurt someone's feelings in this modern day, then you're wrong, right? If you start to make friends with more masculine men, understand and be ready for this concept that they will begin to criticize you. Like the real men who actually really, really love you and who are masculine will criticize you. They'll just bring up something like, oh bro, that doesn't look so good on you. Or like, yay, push harder. Like, why are you doing that thing? They'll bring up stuff like this. And you really wanna cultivate a brotherhood of men, a couple of guys who can speak to you so openly that they'll just look you in the eyes and tell you, here's something that's wrong with you with the attempt to help you to improve it. And so when you do experience some kind of masculine criticism from like a man in your tribe, don't be offended, don't get emotional, get to work. Now, if you wanna level this up, you would get my respect for this because this is difficult. Actively seek out that criticism. Go where you can get criticized. Start a YouTube channel and talk about your self-improvement journey like I've done. Bro, you don't even realize the amount of criticism that I've received over the last two years is fucking incredible. Imagine the audience size that I have, bro. I'm one man. Look how many people watch my videos. Of course, like, you know, my team have helped, but in terms of like, just, you know, be getting criticism, it's me on the camera, right? Imagine how many negative comments I've had and not just from trolls who are just swearing or something, but from like intelligent people who have pointed out a weakness in me and said, no, Hamza, you've done something wrong here. And of course it hurts. Of course I feel bad about it, but I've tried my absolute best to hear that criticism and to take it on board. And you can see if you've been a fan of mine for a long time, you can see the times where I've like, I've received quite a lot of criticism for something and I've corrected course each and every time to the point that my journey is extremely, extremely special. The amount of development that I've been through and this could be the same for you. If you put yourself in an area where you can get criticized, you will grow so much. Sneeko said this to me on a live stream that live streaming for him was a place that he was getting so much criticism, but that after a little while, it kind of mentally fortituted him. It makes you strong by pointing out your weaknesses. We as modern young men, we don't really have this in our lives. I didn't for so long. I we stay like sheltered and safe, safe from criticism, safe from being offended. That just leaves you blind. You need the kind of men who confidently, but in more of a loving way, will call you out on your bullshit. Now and only now, after we've covered every other part of masculinity and friendship and self-improvement, do I wanna speak about being masculine in a relationship. Because it's in my belief that you should probably wait to get into like a real serious relationship up until you're truly ready. And I think you'll only really be ready when you've already cultivated a bunch of male friends, you've worked on your purpose, your goals, your self-improvement. There are two dynamics that you could have in a relationship with a woman. The first dynamic is the incorrect dynamic, and it might be the one that you've already had previously. This is the mother-son dynamic, where she acts and thinks and behaves like the mother, and you act and think and behave like the son. The second dynamic that you can have in a relationship is, in my opinion, the right one, and that is the father-daughter dynamic. That's where you act, think, and behave like the father, and she acts, thinks, and behaves like the daughter. The overwhelming majority of couples that I see have the wrong dynamic. She's more of the mommy, he's more of the son. She walks in through the door, and she goes to the waiter, and she orders the meal, and then he kind of 
kind of stands behind her, like really, really like, you know, just like a little chump. And it's almost like she she kind of tells her, like, come on, come on, Timmy, or order your lunch, Timmy. Don't worry, I'll pay. Once you keep these two dynamics in mind, it is so much easier to navigate the right kind of sexual energy, masculine, feminine, polarized relationship than just how the majority of people do, where they just kind of like get into a relationship without thinking about these things. Think back to the relationships that you've had or the girls that you've had a crush on. Has it been the father-daughter dynamic where you kind of act like more like the father, the leader, the strong person, and she's the daughter who you're kind of bringing and showing to the world and you take care of her, you are responsible for her? Or is it the other way around? Is it that she's kind of looking after you and she plans things and she tells you what to do and you're just the good little boy who you know gets loud every now and then and pretends he's in charge, but really it's her? Be totally honest because it's, it is uncomfortable as fuck to admit this. And I don't think the majority of men could admit this, but you know what? I've had the wrong dynamic in multiple relationships. I've had the mother-son dynamic in multiple relationships and fuck me, is it wrong, bro? Holy. So how does the father behave? Well, he's the leader. He makes the decisions and the choices. That doesn't mean that he'll never ask his girl what she wants to do. He'll, he'll ask for her input. But in the end, it's going to be him that makes the decision. The father provides. You should have this... It, kind of cringe, but you should have this like daddy energy. You should have this father kind of energy where you're the leader. You're the one who's taking charge. You don't say to her like, oh, mommy, what do you want to eat? Oh, whatever you want. <laughs> you just say, come on, get ready. We're going to this place. A lot of women who are watching this right now may say that what I'm saying is like weird and they'll be like, oh no, I don't want like a father daughter thing. But the overwhelming majority of women would prefer to be led in a relationship. And the women who don't want to be led, who want to lead, chances are you probably don't want to date them anyway. Whenever you find yourself getting closer and closer to a girl, just ask yourself that question. Is this the father-daughter dynamic? I don't think I need to explain it much more than that. For some reason, just those two words, father-daughter, just instantly, it's like we all know what that kind of would look like in a male-female relationship. To get that kind of polarized relationship where she's thinking about you all the time and you're the most important person in her life. You know, that's the kind of dynamic that it always has for all of humanity up until the last 50 years. If you want that kind of relationship, there's some other things you're going to have to do, which a lot of guys now, when there's more requirements of you, will disagree with this video. You're going to have to provide. And you've always heard that. Our masculinity is about providing. You always heard that. But you want to know the real practical explanation of providing. It means that you work so hard and you become so successful and wealthy that she doesn't need to work, that you pay for everything. I'm not talking 50-50. I'm talking you pay for everything. She doesn't make her own money. This is where all the little fakers who've been maybe watching this far of the video thinking, oh yeah, masculinity sounds amazing. This is the sacrifice that you have to make and so many guys will now say, oh, well, that's the, oh, that's the disgusting, that's sipping. This is how relationships have always been. And for the modern man with his low testosterone and his fucking weak limp handshake to say that this is simping. If you imagine like a hundred years ago of a man wearing like a suit and a top hat, taking his lady out for dinner, do you think he's simping when he pays for her? Now you may say, oh, well, actually, you know, he had to back then because she couldn't work because, you know, girls weren't getting jobs, but like now they can work. Okay, fine. But if you wanted to date like a modern masculine woman, you wouldn't be watching this video. If you want to be more masculine, you want to date a truly feminine woman. Well, then you don't want her going out and working for someone else. I'm going to say something right now that you may have never heard of before. A woman is always submitting to a man. She is always submitting to a man. And guess what this great movement of feminism has done? That even some, a lot of guys are now backing, you know, saying like, oh, well, she makes her own money, so I'm not going to pay for everything. She's always submitting to a man. It used to be that your woman would submit to you 100%. Now, guess what? For the majority of women and these little weak men who, who say that they won't pay for their woman, well, now she's submitting to her boss. So I know that this seems incredibly ambitious, 
for me to say like you should pay for everything and she should pay for nothing and this is going to be so controversial and this is not an easy goal to like you know achieve for yourself perhaps it is a goal that you should set like a, a big ideal for you to reach to to think you know what the best case scenario is that i am so successful that i don't need her to work that i don't need her to bring her own money because if she does if she does work, if she does bring her own money, for eight hours of the day, she's submitting to a different male. Unacceptable. You've watched this far of this video of wanting to become more masculine. You're on self-improvement. You're working hard. Set your goal high and think, fuck it, yeah. I want to be so successful and so wealthy that like paying for her for dinner or for lunch or something, an extra $20 a day or something, I want to be able to afford that. This is like the secret sauce to a polarized relationship. Perhaps you've never really experienced real feminine energy in women before. You know, you're like the women I've described and you don't really relate to. The, the girls that you've had in your life are always really focused on their studies and their work and stuff. And like, you know, but at least they pay for half the bill. Perhaps you've only ever had them because you just aren't the level of man just yet where you can pay for everything, bro. You will experience the true feminine energy inside of women when they just know that you could essentially retire them, that they don't need to work. Think about it, a woman only gets into a masculine energy out of necessity because it is unnatural for her to be masculine. Masculine. So she becomes masculine because she needs to go out into the workforce. But if she kind of sees like, oh fuck, you are so productive, you are so successful, you are so wealthy, she can start to cultivate way more of a feminine energy and give up the masculine energy that she's had to develop through the modern conditioning. With my woman, I see such beautiful feminine energy inside of her because she no longer needs to be masculine. And that's really what I hope for you. And I know this part of the video is gonna piss off so many guys because I'm literally saying, yeah, become successful, become so rich that you don't need to like get your girl to make money alongside you. You know, it is hard. Of course it is, it's not easy. You have to dedicate your life to this shit. You have to wake up thinking about like work and productivity, of course, but this is the better life overall. Let's conclude this full guide to masculinity. You've been with me now. This video is probably what? An hour and a half. One hour and 57 minutes. Am I close, Sam? <laughs> you've learned that masculine energy is all about leadership and dominance and providing. And you've just now learned that there are sacrifices that you have to make to become more masculine. If you want these rewards of life, if you want to attract more feminine women, then you need to work harder than everyone else around you. You now have a great understanding of masculine and feminine energy. And you've learned so many random things like the need to cultivate a tribe and to enjoy your friend's criticism and the three kinds of freedom that you can achieve that will make you feel so much better as a man. This journey that you're on is one of the most important of your entire life. It is the journey of becoming a man. It's so sad that in the modern day, we don't have rights of passages anymore. That's been taken away from us. We should have went through some kind of process to be acknowledged as men to the world. And now that's just based on like turning age 18 and you're technically a man, but we know we're not men at age 18. And so this is the rite of passage, becoming more masculine yourself. I wish you well on your journey. There's nothing that I want more than for your success in your self-improvement and your developments of becoming more of a man. Why do I do what I do? I just want to meet more guys like me. I want to cultivate more of a masculine brotherhood alongside me. I want to meet more guys who are so totally dedicated and disciplined in the gym and eating clean and meditating because then I'll have something more to relate. And so for the past two years, I've been spreading this knowledge of self-improvement. I've been coming online with so much authenticity and humility and telling you my weaknesses and you know all the times I fucked up and telling you some of my successes because I think this is the best way to live. I think developing yourself as a young man and relentlessly committing yourself to self-improvement is such a beautiful journey. I can't wait to meet more guys who are on this pathway alongside me. Scroll down right now and click on the subscribe button to join our movements. Leave a comment as well. If you've reached this far of the video, like leave a comment with your thoughts, give me some feedback in you know my presentation as a YouTuber or this video, this guide, start a discussion, all the algorithm shit. It's always cringe. Make sure you smash the like button, bro. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.